Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Sam? Well, I'm okay. (laughs) You don't sound convinced. Um, well... I'm not because I've had COVID. Oh no! <laughs> Have you got it now? I am still in isolation until Saturday. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> so I'm at the tail end of it now. Mm. <laughs> I thank you, Erica. Well, not obviously. Don't thank uh, you. For I haven't it. been anywhere near you. <laughs> We've, I've only seen you online. Not even seen you. I've only spoken to you online. I haven't seen your face in about. A year. <laughs> no, I tell I tell you why. I tell you why because so we recorded um, our main feature last week. Yeah, and I said to you, my daughter had had her COVID jab and yeah. she wasn't feeling too great, and you said, "Oh no, I think that that's something else because it's the, the symptoms that she's got now is too far after the jab." Yes, because yeah. she'd had her jab, what, five days ago and was feeling rubbish? And I was saying, she had, no, yeah. She had her jab on the stop. Saturday and she was feeling rubbish on the Tuesday. Oh, she started to get a sore throat on the Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, and you thought and it was the jab and I'd said, no, jab symptoms yeah. finish 48 hours after the jab. Anything other than that, you need to get a COVID test. So I, so I said to her, well, let's do a COVID test. Guess what? She was positive. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> and then one by one, we all dropped. <laughs> so Aww. there's four of us in the house. <laughs> Did your husband get it again? Because he's not had it, hasn't he? No. Okay. Nope. He's free. He's free to leave the house to go to work. <laughs> to oh, so someone can go and get all the supplies then while yes. they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. So my um. But my last, well, I suppose since the last time we spoke properly, hmm. um, I I have had a two week holiday. This is my penance, I think, for yeah. my two week holiday in the Lake District. Okay, um, because I can't I can't work out anywhere else that I would have got this from. Although it, it's quite a, they're now saying that the um, incubation period can be up to two weeks, aren't they? So yeah. Yeah, uh, and the only places that I can think of that we went to that have had a lot of people was in Keswick, uh, in the Lake District. Okay. Uh, so, so despite the fact that you know we spent all this time camping away from people in a lovely open space with hardly any tents, any <laughs> around, <laughs> we went. Uh, and I'm trying to work out, but you know, we went we went to shops and wore masks and did everything that you should do. Yeah. Um, and then it could just had... be something as simple as not having cleaned your hands before someone ate something. Do you know what I mean? It well, could it could be as simple as that, or it could be as simple as going to one place for lunch. Yeah. Where there was a lot of people, and that's what I. That's the only thing I can kind of pinpoint because we've been very good. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we had a lovely two week holiday. 
Um, Good. <laughs> it's hard to get past the uh, COVID bit now, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ignore the uh, the fact that I've been ropey for the last week. Oh, are um, you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm, today I'm actually feeling much more human. I, I must I've, I sound must sound a bit bunged, but um, I actually don't feel too bad. I think the okay. only thing that's left over is feeling a bit tired. Mm. Um, but you know, I can cope with that. Get me yeah. to about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I want a nap on the sofa. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm making the most of that. So, well, you can't go anywhere, so you might as well. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. I, would, I tell you what, I'm bored of paperwork, <laughs> <laughs> and and I can't laugh too much because otherwise the dreaded cough will start. So, oh, okay, okay. And, and I've lost sensible. all. I know, and I've lost my uh, taste and smell. Um, which I'm kind of using to some advantage because I had some tea bags that I didn't like, so I used <laughs> those up because I can't oh, taste clean, them. Clean the bins, all that sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> Empty the drains. Yeah. Yeah. Any food stuff no one likes, feed it to me, it's fine, I can't taste it. Uh, so I'm now drinking hot water because I think it's just a waste of putting anything else in there. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's really quite sad. We made chili con carne last night, and I don't know how hot it was. I don't know anything, but you know, it was food. Um, yeah. So, so uh, other than that, um, I've I had a lovely uh, experience on the um, A2, which is a bit like um, a motorway, I suppose, really, because the A2 is three lanes, and yeah, you know. Uh, I was overtaking some uh, tipper trucks, and I thought one of them hit me. Oh, massive bang. Um, and uh, I managed to get past it and I was kind of going reasonably slow trying to see what was going on. Mm. And um, uh, I thought I'd better come off. And it turns out actually I had a blowout on the on my back wheel, had to oh. stop on a slip road. Oh, <laughs> God. I, had call, I had to call the police <laughs> because yeah. it was a live lane. They ended yeah. up sending out um, a highways officer yeah. Um, I had the RAC. <laughs> <laughs> My morning did not go to plat. Have you got a theory? You know, since I've come back off holiday, I'm not doing too well. <laughs> not really. You've not really picked up at a good pace, have you? <laughs> I haven't, have I? There's something definitely going wrong. Um, I did meet with a friend who, uh, thankfully, she's also had uh, COVID, so she she's okay. She didn't yeah. get it again from me. Um I don't know, done a couple of football runs and um, I delivered a wedding cake mm. uh, for somebody, um, which was a buttercream cake. Oh, yeah. And I was sending me a picture. Yes. Well, it's the first time I've ever stacked a buttercream cake. Mm. This was one that you didn't make. It was made by someone else, yeah? It was made by someone else and sadly she had a bereavement in the family and she was she couldn't get to to stack it because she needed to go to the funeral so me being a good citizen I said I would help out <laughs> um but I never want to stack a buttercream cake again <laughs> <laughs> well at least you've learnt without having making it yourself <laughs> well that's very true that's very true but I don't like because there's all the pressure on you not to muck up someone else's cake yeah um and to, you, you obviously have no control you don't feel like you've got any control over what's going on or it, and it because it had it had um side scraped 
you know, had a design around it. You can't, I couldn't use any uh, kitchen roll or anything to move it or do anything. Mm. And it would been, it was on my dining room table overnight, which was fine, but the buttercream was quite soft. Yeah. So I did find it a real challenge. Um, so an hour and a half of stacking a four-tier cake. And it, this is this is a, a cake that um, has had three, now three cake makers working on it because apparently the original cake maker couldn't do the date that the bride wanted oh, the following year. So, yeah. But she'd made the topper and the flowers. <laughs> so they went. So I, had, so I had to stack the cake and put the flowers on, put the topper on, and then run away. This was a real team effort, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was definitely a team effort. But it it was fine. It it did what it needed to do. Um, but I know for sure that my life is not around buttercream cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not for you. It's not for me, no, no. Oh, and I did I did a class with um, Natalie Porter as well. Oh, what class did you do? I, I did uh, Ranunculus. She did a ranunculus class and I know I could probably sit down and I could do it myself, but I've been procrastinating and I've always wanted to make them and I thought that would actually give me a kick at the backside to <laughs> to actually do it. Yeah. And and I did, but Natalie uses her um rapid rose cutter. Yeah, um, which I don't have. Sorry, Natalie. Um, <laughs> so I have tried. I have tried doing it, um, but I've only got single petal rose cutters. Yeah, and it's a lot harder. Um, I think I need to wire my petals. Yeah. Um. So I shall go back. So, as part of them, I've got some um, buds and stuff done. Uh, oh. They look really nice, but I will go back and I will wire some some outside ones. So hopefully, I'll finish it. Okay. You enjoyed it though? I did. I really enjoyed it. I like Natalie's style of teaching. She's very laid back. She's very, uh, you know, there's no nonsense. There's no jargon or anything. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, and I've not, I love I've her colouring. Have you not? No, I, I, I agree. Her colour palette is lovely. It is. It is. Um, and the way she mixes, I was very interested in the way she mixes colours as well to get the okay. colour that she wants. Yeah. So, um it was it was really nice and the whole the whole uh, the way she's done it on the platform that she's done it through her website and everything works brilliantly mm. and uh, yeah loved it I will uh, I will do another one if uh, if there's oh. something that comes up that I've not learned and I want to know yeah so yeah so what have you been doing Erica then you seem well, to have a lot <laughs> a massive long list I'm going to send you a load of pictures now and then there's probably going to be more to come just so we're not continually going bing here we go. Okay. So I have, I'm going to start with some of the pictures. This is in no particular order. I have done a little willow weaving class and made a pig. It was oh, okay. Wow. So I went, you know, when I went to Hampton Court, I saw the knights. I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. So yep. I found a class. There's one in Woolwich and I made that in about five hours, I think. It was oh, all right. It was a bit boring, if I'm honest. It was right. didn't really grab me, but I like the end result yeah um i am in the process of recovering my dining chairs so i've sent you a picture of oh, one do of do mine <laughs> no thanks and <laughs> also there's a picture of what the seat looked like that i took off so these chairs are fake leather we've had them they're plastic basically 
Um, we've had them for about 15 years and in that 15 years they've been barely used and now they're being sat on for like 12 hours a day when I work from home. Yeah. And they're basically falling apart. But the actual chair itself is fine. It's just the covering that's peeling yeah. off and going everywhere. So I've stripped them back and I'm recovering them in a velvet. I like that. I like the colour. Is it grey? Yeah, it's grey. Yeah, it's like a silvery grey. So, you know, our dining room's kind of like sage green yes. grey sort of colour. Yeah. I want to do them in twos because I think if one of them gets ruined, you're never going to get the same colour. So yeah. I'm going to do them in pairs in like different shades of grey and green, grey, green nice. colours. Because then I think if I ruin one, then I've only got to recover two chairs rather than have one that doesn't match all the rest. Oh, you're so good. Yes, because even like if you, otherwise you've got to buy all the fabric at once, because even if it's off a different row, it still won't be the same colour, will it? So Yep. So that's my Very thing nice. in there. Um, I have been to a lot of arty stuff and shows and things. So on the way home from work on Sunday night as part of the Greenwich Festival, I went to this thing called Borealis, which is which was in Greenwich, which is what I sent you the picture of outside. So it was a kind of light projection onto the sky in Greenwich um, in the naval, old Naval College up by the river and it was meant to look like the northern lights so all yeah. the colours kind of changed that was rather cool um, I didn't stay to the very end but I stayed for about 25 minutes I was like I get the gist <laughs> <laughs> it's nice it's quite mesmerising but how much longer am I just going to stand watching this thing yeah um, so that was amazing. nice their face yeah. looks great yeah it was really cool um They've got some other dates later on this week and next week as well, elsewhere in like around the borough. I've been to see Hairspray with my sister in the West End. That was excellent. Um, it had Michael Ball and Les Dennis in it, and they were so oh, funny. Wow. They were excellent, really, really excellent. Like there wasn't one person in the cast that you thought was a bit average. They were all oh, fantastic. really good and really clearly enjoying themselves, which was lovely. And it's a nice uplifting story anyway, isn't it? It is, yes. I have done a few cakes, so I've made, I think I sent you a picture, the one with the birds and the tree stump. Yes, you did, yeah. Yeah, so that was from my friend's husband who likes nature, so I made a little tree stump, I made a little video of, kind of like a little vlog while I was making it, because I thought, I want to do something different. Um, So I did a little vlog which had um, me talking through various bits that I'd done, basically. And that's on my Instagram. I really, I really liked the cake. I enjoyed airbrushing it. I've made a drip cake, which is really not my usual kind. That's coming over to you now. I've got that one. I have you. How did it go? I've just resent it. Um, It was all right, you know. I don't enjoy them. (laughs) And the only reason I took it on is because I've got a drip cake to do later this month in about, actually, no, next week. Um, <laughs> very soon this month. Oh, surprise! <laughs> yeah, next next week, which has got rose gold drips in it, and I had to buy the Dinky Doodle rose gold drip because I didn't want to paint it because I know I'm not that neat at painting. So I thought I'd just buy it. It's fifteen pound, yeah. and she wanted rose gold drip as well. I was like, perfect. That will use up the other half of the packet that will just be left there otherwise. So oh, that would be good. Yeah. That was the only reason why I took it on, so that now I can get rid of this whole bottle. Um, but it was okay, apart from I'd finished the cake. The picture that I have sent you was fine. After I took that, I took it out of the box, put it on my little photo background to take a picture. As I was putting it down, I I don't know how I did it. I bashed my knuckles into the side of the cake. And had it been... It's so easy to do, Erica. Had it been a sugar paste cake, it would have barely dented it. But because it was buttercream, 
what I had was a massive scrape of my knuckles all the way up the side of the cake. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it was literally, it was through to the cake. I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? So, and this was what I'd finished. So it was through the drips. It was through everything. I was like, oh, oh. So I got a palette knife and smoothed over what I could. I had no more buttercream left because I'd already got rid of everything because I'd finished yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and I'd used up everything I'd made anyway. Um, yeah. So I tried to smooth it over, then had to make up some more buttercream and colour it in the sort of the light pink colour and pipe random little bits all over it to hide and then stick more stuff on it. So since this photo was taken, there was more stuff on the sides around the back, which had previously been quite plain. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, bless you. It's so yeah. hard. I had the same problem when I was stacking the, uh, the wedding cake. You know, I took the bare essentials of mine and I was yeah. given some extra buttercream. Um, but of course, you, you once you you can't move a buttercream cake around. No, that's the no. that's the problem. And I think part of it was the fact that the cake board I'd used because I had no twelve inch boards and I right. couldn't find any, and there weren't any in my local shop, and they seemed to be out of stock everywhere. And the amount it would have cost me to buy one in yeah. and pay for the postage for just a couple was ridiculous. And I had a plastic one, so I used that. It's yeah. hollow underneath, so it's more like a, oh, okay. a top. Like the bottom is just the yeah. outside; it's not the middle. So yeah. there wasn't really anything to hold when I was putting it down at the bottom. You just had to like snap your fingers out from from the lip, basically. Yeah, and I think that was because I was trying to lift my hand up rather than sideways. I think that's yeah. why I bashed it into the cake. But no, yeah, I, I they were they were pleased with it though. Yeah, she was. She was pleased with it. Um. I oh the alcohol on it they had to provide obviously it's like right you need to buy the alcohol and give it to me and then I'll give it back to you <laughs> oh yes it's a crazy so, thing but yes yeah yeah so they provided the alcohol they also provided the topper talked last month about how I was going to sign up for Megan Warren's classes didn't I oh gosh yes yes so I signed up to one on littering and one on pet portraits I can't remember for the life of me what the littering one's called but it's not really relevant um so I did the lettering one I did the pet portraits one the lettering one was first the pet portraits was the week after they were on Facebook um they I booked it through how to cake it which is an American site so the price was in American dollars and for the two it came to around for the two classes it came to around 35 pounds which is I think it's an absolute bargain considering they were at least two hours of video Wow. So you get a pack sent to you beforehand through email. Um, it was really easy to follow, really enjoyed it. And I'm really, really happy with the ones I made. The lettering ones, I would the absolutely do that again. lettering ones are superb. Again. Yeah, I would absolutely do that again, 100%, because it's totally my style. And it was very good because she taught you how to design your own as well, so you don't just get the templates. It's like, this is how you can do this yourself going forwards, um, oh, cool. which I found really easy. And the dog ones, I didn't think I was going to enjoy these, but I actually enjoyed them more. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So I made three that were in the set. There was other little biscuits that I didn't bother making, which were like paw prints and, you know, a bone and stuff. I thought, well, I know how to do that. That's not anything new. Um, So I made the ones of the actual dogs. And the the dog with the big eyebrows (laughs) is my friend's dog that I tried making. So I thought I'd try and do something that wasn't. Oh, on the part so she of didn't give you pictures. Yeah, so she gave, yeah, she gave you templates for three of them. So 
the Pomeranian, okay. the little, is it a bulldog? I don't know. Frenchie, mm. something like that. And the Labrador. Those three were templates that were in right. the booklet. Uh, the other one, so she put up a video, so that's the other thing, in the Facebook group, there's videos of how to make your icing and the different consistencies. There's videos of how to choose a template beforehand, um, how to make your own template of a pet from a photo, what makes a good photo, that sort of thing. Yeah. So all of that was put up before the actual class, so you could kind of prep and do that, and then the yeah. class was actually making them. So I asked my friend Emily for a picture of her dog that I could try, so... That biscuit has been lacquered and is going to be making its way to her whenever I see her again. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I think we also need to mention the fact that Sam's cake was on the cover of the latest edition of the Sugarcraft News magazine. Oh, (laughs) it came through. (laughs) It was a surprise. It was a surprise. So this is the British Sugarcraft Guild magazine that they do quarterly, is it? It is, yes. Yeah, and Sam's cake was on the cover. Oh, these were the these were the flowers that I was teaching during lockdown. Mm. So this was the very first Zoom class, yeah. Um, that I that I taught, and I taught uh, roses and cosmos and freesias and little filler flowers and roscus and rose leaves and and stuff. And I put it all together and displayed it on a cake. And Sarah, who's our secretary, she mm. sent it off <laughs> to uh, to Andrew, who edits the magazine, yeah. and and said it would be a lovely surprise. It was a, it was really nice. Aww. He did send me an email uh, about a week or so ago, um, yeah. saying that uh, it was going to be on there. <laughs> but it's lovely. It's very nice. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So, what have we found that's new then? The couple of things that I found were from the old piping bag. So she's come up with these micro shape cutter strips. Mm. And basically there's a collection of um, circle, oval, square and a pointed oval. And they're all on a set. So they're they're different shapes, they're different sizes, sorry. Um, And she's done them so that you can link them together. Uh, So you can buy them separately. Mm. Uh, I think they're about three pound thirty each, um, or you can get the set for twelve ninety five. Okay, um, I need to have a look. I don't know what her um, postage is. I think it depends upon where you are. So yeah, I think you need to go through. Um, and then there's a key ring, so you can attach them to a key ring. And effectively, you can hang them up. Um, do you know what I think? If you need, if you use small cutters quite a lot. Mm. Uh, actually they're quite handy because I've got some I've got quite a few like small rounds um and yeah. some squares but they're all over the place they're kind yeah. of scattered and I have to hunt for them so these all together um I think they're really good I like yeah. them a lot there's between so the oval shapes there's seven different sizes and the squares and the circles there's nine so you get quite a good you do don't you and they've done um, a little sort of sample page of different things you can do with it and they've done all different eyes with different expressions they've done some square patterns they've done flowers they've done uh, like a caterpillar a bee uh, toadstools a train so there's you know they're showing that there's lots of inspiration that you can use things for aren't there yeah yeah absolutely 
Yeah, I do like, I like those quite a lot. Um, and then the other thing that she's uh, got on here are these Moroccan vintage stencils, um, which they're like, uh, they're like tiles. So I think they go hand in hand. So she's got a stencil and they, they range from four pounds now, the 1750 is the set of the stencils and these tiles that she also has, which aren't new, but I've not seen them before. And they, she calls them mortar makers. Mm. So uh, you create, it, it's like creates the grout lines. Uh, so it's like an embosser, I think. Yeah, yeah. They're um, like large that embossers create, that are made to yeah. cake boards as opposed to for the so I'd then you can do your stencil, can't you, as well? And, yeah. And it will give that tile effect. Yeah. It's so like a kitchen really... tile. That's what it looks to you. Yeah. Do you know what These I mean? look really interesting. So there's a block-end one. There's a Moroccan vintage. There's a herringbone pattern, basket weave, octagon, and multi. And multi is kind of like the flagstones, kind of where they have all different sizes. Yeah. But I think these look really good. They look very mm. neat. They do, don't they? Yeah. I don't think yeah. you'd be able to necessarily grout in the lines, but they give the impression that you've used lots of different things and stuck them together. And particularly yes. for the regular square shapes, oh my god, so much easier. I know, I know. so it's much easier. Like she's done one that's like a Scrabble type board, and you think, oh my god, the lines are perfectly square. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah they are, aren't they? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I th- I think I would I would love to see. Um, uh, I'd love to use um, some of these on some mm. of my boards and stuff. Yeah, yeah look really nice. Yeah, the mortar makers are between four pound fifty and seven pound fifty each, and they yeah. are um, from four inch. Uh, the smallest ones is three inch by three inch, which is the Moroccan vintage, and the largest ones are four and three quarter inches by five and a half inches, which is the herringbone. Yeah. Yeah, so the uh, the stencil is approximately yeah nine centimeters square design, um, but the, sorry, the stencil is nine centimeters square. The design is seven centimeters square. So that's the internal okay dimensions. But yeah, I think they're really good. I really like them. What have uh, What have you found, Erica? You've got was that it? more. Was of that it? it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was Aww. that's it. I'm I'm out of talking, honestly. <laughs> Okay, well, while you still have a voice, okay, I'm going to do Molly's Creature Creator Mini. So we had Molly's Creature Creator on a little while ago, which is her um, mould for baking pet-shaped cakes. These are the mini Creature Creators. So there's a standing and laying one, and these look like a silicon mould, <laughs> but you've got enough for... You've got 12 in each sheet, so you've got enough, so they're both halves, so you've got enough to make six models in one go. Um, they're either for use for modelling or for cake, for a very small cake or for like biscuit recipe. Um, they're cupcake size basically, so they're, they're quite tiny, but she's done them like as dogs and as rabbits and all sorts, so you can see how they work. Um, they look quite rude. The moulds, but <laughs> I can't. One in particular looks quite rude. <laughs> the laying I'll one. Start laughing. Start laughing. Coughing again. Yes. So if you want to giggle, go and look at them. But they actually look like quite a nice little product, and I like the fact that she hasn't just done enough for one. I like the fact that you can do six in one go, so you can make a whole little scene without having to 
yeah. clean the mould each time in between and just do them all in one go and then clean it at the end. So yeah. they're quite nice. So there's £24.99 for one sheet, sheet of moulds. Um, yes. Does it say, it doesn't actually say how big they are, but it says cupcake size. Yeah, so I was trying to have a look at that. Yeah. Uh, you can get a bundle which has got the laying and sanding creature creator, which also has a little user guide in it and tutorials. And that is $44.99 for the two. Um, I have also got, so Sweet Sticks have got a couple of new products out. They've got some paint your own card sets. So previously they had the paint your own cards, which were the ones where you picked your own colours to stick on them. These are sets of ones that are pre-chosen for you. So they're nine Australian dollars and you get three cards and each card has got four colours on it. And each mm. card has enough paint on it to do two to four large biscuits. Um, there's a number of different colourways. So they've got a circus one, a doll's house, floral, jungle, monster, mermaid, princess, rainbow, space, spring, summer, superheroes, transports and unicorn. Um, so there's a number of different colourways that are pre-done and you get three cards in each. So I think this is probably slightly cheaper than... Well, maybe not. I think... If you choose the colours yourself, it works out at about $2 a card. So it's not that different to to choosing them yourself. But I still think you've got to stick the things on yourself. So you get the blank card and you stick the little paint oh, okay. piece on yourself. Um, but I think they're a really nice idea for if you're doing kits, which I, don't, I know some people were doing during lockdown. But yeah, so they're new. And they've also got a new paint colour, which is Platinum Gold. Oh. This is in their liquid colours. What colour is Platinum? Because... So I thought Platinum was like silver. That's what I thought. Okay, I'm not going mad. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought Platinum Gold looked like stainless steel, kind of. Or Platinum looked like stainless steel. Yeah. This is very much gold, so I don't know. I don't get the name. Maybe it's referring to something else that's in okay. translation. I don't know. But it's very much gold, and it kind of fills a gap in their spectrum of golds and silvers. So, yeah, there's a new gold. It's 15 mil, and it's $10.50. That's Australian dollars. Um, Okay. And it's part of the original edible art paint, which can be used on fondant, crusted buttercream, sugar cookies, royal icing, marshmallows, confectionery, ganache, modelling chocolate, macarons, tempered chocolate, and fruit, i.e. berries. Oh, Okay. Mm. Yeah, I do like their paints, so I think if that's the colour you're after, then it will be perfectly good. Um, there is the Buttercream Petals book by Mika Siam. So um, this is a new book by a lady called Nita. I'm guessing about how to say her name, so if I said it wrong, I do apologise. Um, <laughs> I think it is out now. And it is all about buttercream petals. She's got a business where she teaches buttercream petals. It looks quite nice. You can do like a little look inside on Amazon. Um, There's a selection of different things from cakes to cupcakes to tiered cakes, um, including a rather nice looking one where she's she's shown, you know where people do like the silhouette of a person on the back of a a tiered cake? Yeah. And you get a silhouette of a lady in a dress and the dress kind of flows out and she's piped the petals the dress and that looks really pretty so uh, that is quite nice i think if you want to learn buttercream petals i think um oh, a yeah. book dedicated just to that might be quite nice because it will give you some other ideas as to how to display them as well um 
in Waterstones, it's £14.99 for the book. Hmm. A mixture of sort of palette knife painting and piped flowers. Uh, it says project range from cupcakes to one, two and three tiered cakes. Featuring Letha's stunning piped and paint, palette knife painted flowers, leaves and embellishments. And hmm. it's got 128 pages, so it's a reasonable size. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? No. Hmm. Looks nice. Uh, and finally, we have got Mona Lisa Sugar Paste by Masatakino. Yes. So what's that going to be like? I have no idea. Um, it says it's their everyday paste, which I don't really know what that means, if I'm honest. Um, I think it just means it's cheaper than the other one. Because <laughs> Masa is famously quite expensive, isn't it? Yeah. Um but I don't, I don't see the point. I think it's just a different price point. It says, Mona Lisa's multi-purpose sugar paste is superb for covering cakes due to height, elasticity and durability. Will not crack or rip while being used. Smooth, flawless finish. Um, ideal for using in mould or as a modding plate, modelling paste when using CMC or Tylo. Available in 250 gram and 1 kilogram sizes. It's suitable for vegetarians and vegans, kosher and halal certified. Uh, may contain nuts and soya. Uh, oh. There seems to be a number of colours that it comes in, but I think it's just that it's a, a cheaper price point, to be honest. But it's it's not massively cheaper. I mean, it's a 250 gram bag. I'm just looking at the cake decorating company. 250 gram packet, which is like the small one. Yeah. The RRP is £2.19. Right. Which I don't think is massively cheap for a quarter of a kilogram, like... No, what's uh? That's going to put it at like eight pound if you want a kilogram, isn't it? Really? Yeah. See, I'm just on the Cake Craft Company, and mm. um, uh, it's five ninety nine for a kilo. Yeah. Okay. That's not that's that is cheaper then, isn't it? Than their other one, I think. So yeah, I think so. I've just oh, do you know what? I've, I've just bought a, um, a seven kilo tub of massa. Oh, okay. Um, is this for your no, wedding because, cake? You've got to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I can't remember. I think that was about 40, 45, I want to mm. say. Sounds about um, right. Yeah, so I, I would be interested to see what the what the difference is. Oh, I think there's so many pastes on the market. It's very hard to tell, and I wish they'd just, which maybe we should talk about this in another month, but um, yes. I wish they'd stop saying, I wish everyone would stop saying, doesn't rip, doesn't tear, smooth covering, no elephant skin, because they all say that. What I want to know is, is this good for hot weather? Is it good for cold yeah. weather? Is it good for hot hands or cold hands? Is it good for covering yeah. tall cakes? Is it good for covering uh, yeah. sculpted cakes? Like stuff that yeah. I'd actually it's be useful. As to, yeah. yeah, stuff that would yeah, be useful totally. as, as a cake decorator to know, because we're never going to use one paste for absolutely everything. And if you've mm. got to go and do a really complicated sculpted cake, you're going to want something different to if you've got to cover a really tall, yeah, like sharp-edged tiered cake, aren't you? So Yeah. Yes, yeah. Definitely. definitely. I just feel it would be much more useful to, to market like that rather than just having to buy them all and hope that you've stumbled across one that's actually suitable for what you want. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's another discussion. So our topic um, this month is going to be about Natasha's Law, which is going to come into force on the 1st of October this year. 
Um, so I think there's quite a lot of, uh, I think it's quite a lot to get your head around if, you, if you're not really um, au fait with it, don't you think, Erica? Yeah, um, it's been quite well publicised in the UK. So this is a law that's coming in um, off the back of the death of a girl called Natasha. Um, yeah. And she died because she has an, a severe allergy and she bought a freshly packed sandwich from a well-known sandwich shop. I think we can mm-hmm. probably say what it is because it was in the news at the time. But yeah. um, she bought a sandwich. It had no allergens written on it. There was nothing to indicate on the shelf that what she was allergic to was in the sandwich. And she had, it did have, I think it might have been nuts. Sesame seeds. Sesame, yeah, okay, sesame yeah. seeds, yeah. Okay, had sesame seeds in it. And unfortunately, she died because of that. So this is her parents that have campaigned to make it a legal requirement that all allergens are listed on all products that you buy over the counter. Quite rightly so. I think, you know, you can't really argue that it doesn't make sense. The law as it stands at the moment in the UK, um, that information can be provided by any means. It doesn't have to be on the product. It could be verbally at the counter. It could be a poster that's nowhere near the item that's being sold. So it's just kind of tying that down a bit and making it a bit more easily accessible for people who do have severe allergies and and it's kind of how it how and if it affects us yeah. as cake decorators um because it is really it's it's all about pre-packaged for direct sale which is what yeah. we all keep seeing ppds and i think that it can get quite confusing really mm. Um, and it's going to come into force in Wales, England, and Northern Ireland. So I don't know what the uh, laws are for Scotland currently, um, but it is, it, like you said, it's typically going to um, be all around the labelling requirements for food that are prepared and packaged on the same premises from which they are sold. Yeah. Um, so a bit like salads and sandwiches and stuff, but if we were to, if we were to make cookies or cupcakes that we are then going to sell at a, at a fair. Yeah. That would, we would need to be providing the information, the ingredients with the allergens that are listed in bold at the point of sale. So yes. it, it's <laughs> it's really hard to get your head around because it's, although I think that it should be something that we do as a matter of course anyway, um, listing the allergens, but you don't have to provide all of the um, ingredients list. If, you, if yeah. someone comes to you and orders a cake from you and then you proceed to make it, then that this law doesn't cover you the same as if you were making cookies and cupcakes, packaging them, and then you go and sell them. Yeah, it's it's all to do at which point, it's all to do with at which point the customer is making contact. So yes. if they're making contact after the item is made, yes. then you need the labelling. If the customer's yes. making contact before you've made the item and they're placing a specific order, then yes. it doesn't apply to you. No. Although I think, to be fair, it's probably a good practice to get into if you have a relatively straightforward 
menu I would say <laughs> yeah no I think you're right I mean the, I mean there's so many places out there now I mean you can just go onto Facebook anywhere um and find people that are doing uh allergen lists oh yeah, yeah. you know they're just with little tick boxes on mm. um so we were talking earlier weren't we about what the um what the actual list entails yeah, so, so it's, it's quite extensive. So it's not just... 14, isn't it? 14 well, allergens. it's not just the allergens. There's also the E-numbers that you've got to uh, yeah, list as Somerset well. Somerset numbers. Yeah, there's, there's more yeah. on that list, but the E-numbers are pretty much only what apply to cake makers. There's other things that wouldn't really be in your cake. Yeah. Like no, raw I mean, milk. Uh, so so on the, on the actual, on the allergen list... We've got um, celery, cereals containing gluten, crustaceans, eggs, fish, lupin, milk, mollusks, mustard, nuts, and in brackets I've got tree nuts, peanuts, sesame, soya, and sulfur dioxide, which is sulfites. Yeah, so I've got the list off the gov.uk website and it expands on that slightly. So under yep. cereals containing gluten, it says including wheat, rye, barley and oats. Yeah. Uh, under crustaceans, it says including prawns, crab and lobsters. Under mollusks, we've got including squid, mussels, cockles, whelks and snails. Less like to have them in a, in a cake. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually <laughs> featured any of those in my cakes. <laughs> My prawn cakes, no? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) I'll work on it. Um, And under sulfur dioxide, it's got sulfur dioxide or sulfate at levels above 10 milligrams per kilogram or per litre. I think, to be honest, we're not going to be buying sulfur dioxide as an ingredient. It's going to be in in a product that you're already purchasing. So it will be in the flour that you use or it will be in whatever. So if it's on the label of what you buy, then it needs to go on the label of your box. Yeah. That one of the one of the things that I did find, um, and I can't remember which product it was, but well, no, it was it was corn flour, mm. um, and it had sulfites in it, and not, and I can't remember whether I bought it from um, like Booker's or somewhere like that. Oh, okay. Uh, but it, it, I, I looked at it and I was quite amazed because none of the um, supermarket brands. Cornflower boxes have sulfites. So it just shows you that you need to look at everything. Maybe that's to make it last longer because I would imagine from Booker's you're buying in a larger quantity than you are at a supermarket. Could be, could be. Because potentially you're buying a massive bag, aren't you? Like sort of 10 kilogram bag rather than a little 200 gram box that you're going to be done with in a couple of months. So I don't know, maybe it's to do with that. But what I'm surprised, and I think that's that's the thing, is actually go through your cupboards and look yeah. at all of your ingredients because you're you never know whether you're coming. You might not expect to see, and I wouldn't have expected to see sulfites in um, corn flour, mm. but it was there, and so I then had to add that to my allergen list. And also the fact that things do get reformulated and repackaged and you need to, it's not good enough to have checked it once five years ago. Yep. You need to keep checking. Yep. I guess it would make sense to check it every time you buy it, just as you put it in the basket, have a quick look at the back. Mm. The allergens that you have to mention will be in bold, so they'll be easy to see or easier to see. So I would have thought if you're buying it relatively regularly, you'll get used to seeing the same things. You're like, oh, hang on, that's changed. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it sh- it shouldn't be too difficult. It's I think it's really easier to do it as you buy it than it is to do it as you bake it because I feel like that would just totally. be more often. So yeah, so have you got the, have you got a list of the e numbers there? This is a list of all things that have to be mentioned if they're in your food, and there's a little phrase that goes with them. So yep. we've got Allura Red E129. Yeah. May have an adverse effect on activity and attention in children. And you have to have that exact phrase. You cannot paraphrase it. You cannot change it. It has to say that. Um, there are, I'll show you the colours first because I feel like yeah, that cool. would just be silly just repeating myself a lot of the time. So we've got Allura Red E129. And these all have to have that same phrase. Carmazine E122. Ponzo 4R, which is E124. Quinoline yellow, E104. Sunset yellow, E110. And Tartrazine, E102. So those are the colours that you have to mention. But there are also other ingredients that you have to mention. So aspartamine has to say contains a source of, oh God, what is this word? Phenylalanine, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I'm glad you've got that list. Caffeine. Oh, this is interesting. Caffeine over 150 milligrams per litre. I don't think you'd exceed that in in a cake or buttercream, would you? No, I don't think so. Uh, Not suitable for children, pregnant women, or persons sensitive to caffeine. Licorice has to say contains licorice. Did not know that. No. And it says in brackets, you may need extra wording for confectionery or alcohol containing licorice. Polyols, I don't know what they are. Um, excessive consumption may cause a laxative effect. Raw milk, this milk has not been heat treated and may therefore contain organisms harmful to health. Right. Skimmed milk with non-milk fat. has to, It says there is no fixed wording, but you must show a warning that the product is unfit or not to be used for babies. Um, sweeteners, you have to say with sweeteners. Right. Um, what else have we got? Oh, that's it. So <laughs> She says with relief. That's no yeah. more long words. And the, the sulfur dioxide one has to say contains sulfur dioxide or sulfide sulfites. Okay. So there's a lot that actually has to go on your label. So it's probably not ideal to write this on by hand because there's going to be a lot to write on. Mm-hmm. So I would I would go down the tick box route. I did look when I did mine. Um, yeah. I used to have someone a roll that I'd bought, but they didn't have the e numbers on it. They were just the allergens. Okay. So rather than and they were dead cheap, they were off eBay, um, and they were just like a black and white sticker that was about the size of your palm. Okay. And a yeah. square shape, and it was just tick tick tick. What's in it? Um, yeah. And I started trying to do one for just the E numbers. I thought, you know, it's just going to be loads of stickers, so I just might as well do my own one from scratch. I had a look at loads of them online, and there was nothing really that said everything that I wanted it to say. Right. So I did my own on Canva in the end. Um, So they've ended up quite big. I would say they're almost hand-sized, but it's got my logo on. It's got the use-by-date. It's got all the allergens. It's got all the E numbers. It's got um, also a, a tick box for containing um, non-edible decorations or internal dowels or other supports, all that sort of thing. So everything they would need to know is just a tick box. But I didn't, didn't, when I was designing it, I didn't have room for the boxes. So I've just got a line. 
sort of a coloured line and then next to it the writing. So I kind of tick so it makes sure my tick goes over the bit that's relevant. Um, And I've also got my phrase at the bottom about it being made in the kitchen that handles nuts, how to store your cake, all that sort of thing. So it's all on one sticker and it all goes on the front. I don't have a sticker. Do you not? I have an, no, I have an A4 sheet of paper. It's exactly the same, isn't it? So on the the weekend, was it the weekend? The, at the end of last week, um, I actually um, stacked a cake for someone else, which was okay. a bit scary. The cake that I stacked, the boxes that I had, so she put it as a four-tier cake and they were all in individual boxes. mm and the sticker that she had on, so it's always good to compare. Um, yeah. It was quite a large sticker. It had her logo on it. It had her address on it. And it had all 14 allergens. Now, I don't I don't have all 14 allergens on my piece of paper because I'm not using mollusks and I'm not using crustaceans. Oh, no, see, um, I do. I have them all on there. And see, I, also I, have alco- I also have alcohol on there as well. I have the ones that... Are reflected in my business okay um because when you read an ingredients list you don't they don't have all of their you know they'll just bold what yeah. is an allergen yeah so but but by doing that it makes it bigger for me anymore <laughs> my eyesight's not very good so <laughs> <laughs> makes it big. so it, i've got a tick i've got a tick box mm. and then when it comes to like nuts i will detail what nuts are in it okay for for them um and then i have the tick list with the e numbers on um and underneath i have i have a little section which tells you what which i can put um about uh decorations and dowling and posy pics yeah and then underneath that i have a section uh which says about how to travel with your cake Okay, so it's kind of got the same sort of stuff on it, basically. It's got very similar stuff. Oh, yeah, it's got very similar stuff. And I just print, I have that printed off on an A4 sheet. Mm. And I I sellotape that to the top of the box. Okay. So my my theory, well, one of the one of the big things is the, the travelling with the cake. So I'm kind of yeah. like slapping it on the top so that the, when they come to collect their cake, that, that information is there right in front of them. And I will yeah. just go through it with them. Um, because one of the things that I found really difficult about the labelling that I saw on Saturday was that there was so much information. It was mm. so small. Um, I was struggling to read it. And I know, I mean, <laughs> I know I've got bad eyesight, but yeah. I thought, well, if I'm struggling to read it, yeah. then are people generally, I mean, I mean, they do suggest that, you know, something that's easy to read is in 12 point or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this must have been about six points. Oh, really? I don't think and... mine's that small because there were some bits that I had to make small and I decided to make the bits about how to care for your cake smaller. Yeah. Because I thought, well, I'm going to be telling you that. So that's just kind of to yeah. refer back to. Yeah. Have you got any of yours to hand? Uh, no. <laughs> but I can e- I'll email it over. I oh, will you? Okay. Yeah, I'll go and get mine and take a picture and I'll send you a picture. Hang on a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can post these then later <laughs> online. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, so you've got them all listed. Mm. But I always find, I always end up taking milk and writing next to it 
butter because I always think like, <laughs> well, butter has got milk in it. It's made from milk, but it's yes. not actual milk that I've put in the cake. Yeah. And yeah. I always feel the and need to see- explain it. So maybe I should, which is my print these. Next time I print these, I feel like I should put slash butter in it because I literally every single time I've not made a cake without butter in it ever. Or no, just in but brackets, you, butter. But the thing is, I guess that actually it's, you don't need to because it is just the allergen and that is within the butter. Yeah. It's only you that feels like you need to explain. Yeah, I need to explain where it is, yeah. Right, I've, st- I've started to change the way that I do my um, lists now and I've removed all of the, the allergens as a list and I've now bold. I put my ingredients and I bold like they do on all products. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. So yours is laid out more like a Word document. So what I've done now is every time I have a, a cake, I create a document like this Mm. Um, dep- depending upon you know I mean like this one salted caramel um, yeah. and white chocolate and raspberry that was a cake that I'd done recently but I will I will now list all of my cakes flavours and I will put so from the recipe that I use I'll put all the ingredients underneath and then bold it and I will cut and paste that into and create a document for the cake that's going out yeah if that makes sense. Yeah. And then just go through. And I did, I did have, you're not going to believe this. I did have a spreadsheet with all of my food colours on with all of the E numbers listed. If I could find it, I'll share it with you. It's very exciting. So what I've started doing now to make it easier is I've written on like my tubs of colour. I've written on the lids in permanent pen what yeah. e-numbers they've got in them on the list oh very good so that it's like at a glance rather than through very good. and the same for my dust colors as well so i'll write it on the on the top of the lid or the on the dust bottom colors that i find are an absolute nightmare uh, yeah particularly when it comes to oh god what are they called sugar flare that's it because the label they stick on over the top don't they we're on the packaging and then as soon as you remove it, you're removing all the details. Yeah, yeah. So the labelling is on the cardboard. It comes packaged in and not on the actual product that you keep. Yeah. So, yeah, I've started, once I've looked it up once, I'll write it on the packaging in permanent pen. Only yeah. the ones it contains rather than everything. Well, so hopefully that's... Well, you might not have to now. I've just sent you over my document. Oh. <laughs> I spent hours wow. working on thank you mind you you know as long as you've got the same as what i've got apart from the fact i've actually got all my expiry dates on there as well oh wow um i know i i was very um i was very good so i've got sugar flare color splash fractal pro gel sugar flare airbrush rainbow dash airbrush color splash airbrush was this a lockdown product uh, project? Do you know what? I, I, yeah, I must have been really, really bored. You, when you come to <laughs> see, um, I have I, it goes all the way through to the printer inks. Oh God, that's very extensive. Well done. <laughs> well, do you know what? I thought once it's done once, yeah, that's actually, it. Actually, there's there's nothing else to do apart from add new colours on. Yeah. 
So this is my gift to you, Erica. Thank you. <laughs> very, very gratefully received. <laughs> Just going back to um, allergens. So I've got a, a wedding cake coming up. Yeah. And uh, this is so. This is my scenario. Be interesting to see what what people think, or or even what you think, Erica. I have um, the bride contacted me. Now I know I kind of know her, and she's getting married in October. She, a, a she needs a wedding cake, mm. and B she sent out her invitations to people, and she got one back saying, yes, we would love to come to the wedding. Uh, we'll have this, this and this. Um, and my daughters will have X, Y and Z. By the way, my daughter, who's three, mm. has a severe nut allergy to pistachios, Brazils and one other nut. It comes yeah. Um, so she's now uh, worried about... Um, the whole, you know, the whole food thing. She's been in contact. They've been in contact with the the venue. That's all yeah. fine. Now, from my point of view, <clears throat> I think that it is the parent's responsibility as to whether she lets the child have any cake. Now, I've I've rung. I have rung and spoken to the mum, and I've emailed her. So I have documentation mm. to say that I will do my best, um, you know, my house doesn't contain pistachios. They're, they're all, oh, I think it was cashews. Okay. So they're all kind of Christmas nuts, if you like. Yeah, yeah. You know, my nuts, the nuts in my kitchen are in containers anyway. Yeah. Um, but she knows that it's not a nut-free kitchen. But, yeah. you know, I do have the experience of my son being, uh, having peanut allergy. Um, so, and she's, ha- she's absolutely fine with, with all of it. Mm. Um, but she's not allergic to almonds. Okay. So. Yet. I've, yeah, I've, I've been trying to source, because I said to her, as far as I can, I will make sure everything that I, I do is nut free or apart from the fruit cake at the bottom, which is going to have almonds anyway, yeah. uh, which she's absolutely fine about. But she's she doesn't buy anything that says may contain nuts. Yeah. So Well, I would say that's then if they know what's happening at the wedding, I would say it's then their choice as to whether they want to bring this child or not. Yes. Well they they are bringing this child to okay. the wedding. Um so it's not it doesn't appear to be an airborne allergy. Okay, so, so it's I was definitely say she's my, got to consume it. Yeah, so my old next door neighbor their son used to have a peanut allergy and they used to have yeah. people around for christmas and yeah. they would have nuts out but he wouldn't eat them but even being in the same room as them used to make him wheezy yeah and allergies don't stay the same they develop over time and every single time you're exposed to an allergen there's a potential that the reaction will get worse so even though her allergy has only been previously through eating the nuts there's a potential that over time that will develop to just contact rather than eating or well airborne. you see i was i was told when my son had uh was diagnosed with his peanut allergy mm. um, by the hospital that because it's an allergy from when he was he's been very young and he was yeah. very young that he's more likely to grow out of the allergy than it 
actually get worse. All I'm trying to do is cover my back for everything yeah. that I do with this in regards to this lady. Um, and it will be her sole decision whether she lets her child have any cake. Um, but what was quite interesting was the I was looking to see what uh, sugar pastes there were that are nut free. Yeah. And all of them, bar one, are made in a factory that handles nuts. Okay. And, and it specifically says almonds, so they're having yeah. marzipan, um, which, which this child is okay with. Um, and the only one that doesn't, that's a nut-free, is the sugar paste. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, I've never used, I've just ordered three kilos of it. And I have used I was it. Give it a go. Have you? I li- yeah, I like it. I really like it. It's a good okay. summer paste. When it first came out, I bought it at a Cake International and it was like a brick. Yeah. And I honestly, like, I consider my hands quite strong. <laughs> it made my hands and my wrists ache for days having needed a, <laughs> having needed one kilogram. I'm cracking. <laughs> But You're selling I've, it to me, Erica. <laughs> I've, I've bought it since then, and it's been a lot softer. So I think they have resolved okay. that issue since the first batch. Okay. But I like it. It's got a nice finish, and it's easy to use. I like it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good because I've bought <clears throat> I've bought several different types of paste because I've got I've got two wedding cakes coming up. Yeah. And obviously, I need a reasonable amount of, of paste anyway. And I was a bit concerned that if I didn't get on with the paste, because obviously, people with different hands, and you know, not everybody gets on with the same paste. Yeah, um, that I wanted to be able to, you know, swap, mm. you know, and I will just notify her um, that the that the sugar paste, this is this is the labeling of yeah. the sugar paste. Yeah. Um, so literally to cover my to cover my back and I've probably been very excessive but I'm just I'm taking photographs of on my phone oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of all the labeling yeah of everything that I'm using and I am emailing it to myself and I'm creating a document um which has all of these on yeah um which it does sound a bit excessive but no, I, don't think I it do is. not I do not want anything to come back to me um you know, or when the things happen to this kid, <laughs> exactly. Well, yes, exactly. You know, um, but I think I think it's also it's not as straightforward as just don't let the child eat cake because if there's other people, let's say this kid is the only person who hasn't handled this cake, no yeah. one's going to have washed their hands before they touch this child, so yeah. they're still going to be in no. contact with trace elements of it. Yeah, and there's only got to be someone's left a piece on the table. Yeah, children are children are children, and they go around and they pick pick yeah. things up. Yeah. So, you know, I will. I will go out. I've, I've. I'm going out of my way to take. Uh, you know, to do all this mm. to as far as I feasibly can, and anything that I just cannot. Because the thing is, I don't want to compromise on the quality. Yeah. And the finish of the cake for the bride and groom. Yeah. Um. At, at the other. At the other expense. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So. There's a fine line, and I think that it will be fine mm. um, because I can't see anywhere that I'm going to come in contact with pistachios, cashews, and Brazils, you know. No. Until after this wedding, anyway. I don't have, you know, not going to purchase them particularly as nuts, and you know, anything that I that I use 
it's pretty yeah, much they're, from they're not, scratch. They're not common ingredients in stuff, are they? No, no. Um, it's just the fact that she won't buy anything that is may not may contain nuts as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is what I'm trying to trying to avoid, and hopefully yeah. um, by using all the kind of you know raw ingredients, if you like, mm. instead of stuff that's. But but you know I've got I have to go through all the mixed the mixed peel and the oh, yeah. cherries and everything that goes into the fruitcake because she can eat the fruitcake because it's almonds, you know. Oh, okay. so, so that's all fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's mm. it just, it it puts something in the back of your head to make yeah. you think all the time. Has she got an EpiPen? What... Yes. Okay. So yeah. I would, I would, I would, when you're in contact with her, make sure you bring this with you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I mean, mean she's they should she, be I mean, anyway, but people yeah. do need telling. Like, I've got friends who've got epipens who like I've got one that's like ten years out of date, and you're like, well, it will do something, <laughs> but it's not going to do what it's meant to do, really, is it? And you really should have a new one to splash out on like the tenner and buy a new one. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there was something I was looking at in my screenshots, um, yeah, which I just want you to come back to. Okay. So this is to to do with the PPDS, pre-packed for direct sale foods, um, we'll have to clearly display the following information on the packaging, the name of the food and the full ingredient list with allergenic ingredients emphasised, for example, in bold italics or a different colour. Mm-hmm. Um, this web, this one says, these changes will apply to businesses in England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. Oh, and you've it's got est- Scotland on there. Yeah. And it's estimated that almost one in five people in the UK suffer from some kind of allergy. That was from a Natasha's Law website rather than oh, right, the, okay. the gov.uk one. So I'm guessing maybe it's just called something different in Scotland rather be. than Natasha's Law. Um, but that does mean that if you're now going to be doing a stall at a fair or a stall at a mm. market or anything like that, that you now need to have all that information on your products. Yeah, yeah. Which is the way that I think I've probably gone with my labelling now because I do exactly that, list all of the ingredients and I bold and italic the allergens. Yeah. Um, And that way I think I, I cover myself. It's not a difficult thing to do. Not if you say, not if you use the same recipes yeah. For every every single time. And if you do a new recipe, you just add that to your recipe list, type out the ingredients. You've only got to do it once and then you cut and paste it. Yeah. And I suppose if you have combos that you use all the time, like yeah. this is my sponge with the vanilla buttercream with the this jam that I always use, yeah. or this is my chocolate cake with my chocolate filling with my chocolate ganache. Yeah. You can kind of yeah. bundle it all together for the ones that yeah. you use regularly. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've got a nice little folder with all of my current uh, recipes in mm. uh, that, that are all just set out. And then I just print out the relevant one or I might have to cut and paste if it's a tiered cake, you know. Yeah. And I've got three three different flavours. I just cut them out and put them into the relevant document and press print. See, this makes sense for baked goods that are not decorated, but when you're talking about baked goods that are decorated, so yes. let's say you were going to take some decorated cookies, like the ones I have already talked about. 
Uh, yes. The dog ones. Yes. Let's say I was taking them. Now, those are not big items. They're like smaller than your hand, really. Yeah. So they're not going to be huge. People are going to be buying one. They're yeah. pre-made. The yeah. ingredients not the issue in terms of labelling. It's the colours. No. Because if I've used six different gel colours, my ingredient list is going to be bigger than the cookie. By yes. the time I've got on it, the cookie ingredients, the royal icing ingredients, the edible pens that I've used, five or six different gel colours, your ingredient yes. list is going to be enormous. Mm. So would you just put... So if you... if you, oh, Yeah, you're right. You can't get around it. Way of, no, I'm just I don't trying think to you can get of, around it. I think you just have to almost design with that in mind. So, kind of... <laughs> Your co- all cookies have got to be two foot tall. <laughs> no, but like, if you've got, kind of intentionally use certain colours, so stick yeah. to one colour scheme, or do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't do such a big range of designs, because then yeah. you're going to have like 70 different ingredient lists to print off, or something like that. That's a challenge, isn't it? Mm. Or make um, them to order. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Don't do fairs. But what I would, what I would kind of, <laughs> I think as our disclaimer is that everyone should go onto the um, gov.uk website and yes. check out the Natasha's law for themselves. Yeah. Um, make sure, read it and make sure you understand it both as a provider and as a consumer, yes. because it could affect you and, both ways. And if you can, and if you don't understand it, get in touch with your environmental health officer. And I'm sure that they would be happy to to help. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of information out there. Absolutely. So shall we move on to our ones to watch? Yes, let's. Do you want to do yours first? Okay. Uh, my one to watch this month is Dragons and Daffs. So on Instagram, this is all one word, dragons, D-R-A-G-O-N-S and A-N-D, Daffs, D-A-F-F-S. And this is Rhiannon's web. Um, as the, if you're Welsh, you might understand. You might get the name. Um, she is from Wales. We were looking at the map earlier, and we think that she is between Pontypridd and Merthyr Tydfil. So yes. that part of Wales. Um, she is a cake artist and tutor. She's the author of Cyril's Cake Adventure. She's a Cake Masters Top Ten Artist in 2018. And she does all kinds of commissions and she does teaching. She does a lot of stuff for Cake International. She judges. Got a lot of strings to her bow. I've done some classes with her, which are wonderful. She's got such personality when she teaches. She's really lively and entertaining and fun to watch and like engaging and fun to listen to. But it's her models that are just fantastic. Um, She's done some absolutely brilliant ones. Her the people and animals that she models are just next level i think um she does a lot does. of does a lot of kind of woodland and nature inspired things so kind of the line the witch in the wardrobe or woodland animals like she's got a fox that she's modeled and has put in the grass and taken a picture of you know it looks looks very real so yeah. I think I quite the fur coat. she's made some fur cones on here. They look amazing. Yeah, I think she's quite heavily inspired by nature, and I think yeah, it looks like looks like she lives in a place where she's surrounded by that kind of inspiration anyway. So yeah, I guess that's already. what she's <laughs> that's what she's drawing on. Yeah, but her work's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. She does wonderful flowers. 
Um, she does wave, wonderful wafer paperwork. Her modeling is brilliant. She, I think she just tends to do quite large figures rather than small ones in general. And they tend yeah. to be quite lifelike rather than yeah. cutesy. Um, yeah. But I think there's Everything's quite a, really quite lifelike, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When she, when she does it, yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's quite a sort of Star Wars and um, sci-fi influence sci-fi, yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, somewhere between nature and sci-fi, where they cross over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's her style. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I love the colours that she uses. Yes. She's got and a very good eye for colour. very earthy, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. stunning. And she, um, oh, she's got this beautiful wafer paper rose. And I did try and get her down to the shop once to come and teach for me. And sadly, okay. I couldn't get it to work. And I was absolutely gutted that Aww. I just couldn't pull it off because I would have loved to have uh, run a class with her. Yeah. She's also got a YouTube channel as well, um, which has quite a few videos, actually. Um, Was it? Yeah, they're how-to. You've got how to make a Swarovski crystal cake jewellery, how to make a peacock cake, how to make chestnut and oak, um, a sneak peek at her man cave class, how to make a Japanese garden topper, Mervyn the Mole, cute topper, a steampunk dragon, how I made an illusion cake for her rolled dial cake. Oh, that was huge. That was at Cake International, wasn't it? It was like a life-size rolled doll, well, bigger than life-size rolled doll. Do you remember that? I do, yes. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, Woodland Stencil. So there's lots of how-tos on her YouTube channel as well, including mm-hmm. simple non-modelling stuff. Her fur cones are on there. How to make realistic right. fur cones, yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah, it's a 42-minute video, so it's a proper proper how-to. Oh, oh. might yeah. have to look. Yeah, check That'd it out. And she's also got some time lapses on there. It's quite extensive. There's quite a lot on there. And I love her style. I love her. Like, her manner's just really friendly, really accessible. She explains stuff really well. Honestly, brilliant, brilliant tutor. If you get the chance to take a class with her, do it, because I think she's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, that is my one to watch, Rihanna Webb. And on Instagram, she is Dragons and Daffs. Daffs is short for daffodils, for people that don't know. Who you got, Sam? So my one to watch this week is someone that's quite local. Okay. Uh, you might recognise this. London-based part-time cake artist, B-girl, loving craft, dance, <laughs> student circus, caking and breaking and aerial hoop, works at the NHS, comes under the guise of Little Whisk Cakes. Oh, L- Sam. Am I making you blush now? <laughs> You're making me laugh because you we went through... Right, I'll prep at the beginning of this episode. We tend to talk through what we found. You don't, I'm not going to tell you who I want to watch is. I'm going to wait until later. I thought, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Erica, you are my one to watch. Oh, you're very because, sweet. <laughs> because you're... You, you're very inspirational. I love the fact that you, you will sit down and you will create the most amazing things based on what you've seen. You can see something and you just put it together and create some truly fantastic stuff. You're Aww. fantastic at teaching because, I, I mean, I've seen you teach a few times. Um, <laughs> 
you have done so let me I'm going down your uh, Instagram page now which happens to be <laughs> let me tell everybody now it's little whisk so l i t t l e w h i s k cakes okay all together all one word and, I do uh, feel like I, d- I can't contribute to this next I'm like oh <laughs> look at what I've made look at this bit oh look at that <laughs> You can feel free to contribute wherever you like, Erica. Direct you to the highlights. <laughs> so I kind of love where you use colours and you mix them. Your When you did that mixed media cake oh, yeah. um, that you've got, is absolutely gorgeous. And just putting all the colours and the thought of putting, you know, lettering over the top and then adding... Um, some cutouts and stuff it's it's really refreshing and it's really different um, and you've done some fantastic classes I mean you've done some with me at my shop <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know where you do all your cutouts um, lettering what's it called wax paper transfer yeah yeah um, and you know you can actually create anything doing doing that um doing all of your uh where you where you do your faux food stuff um it's all very different you see something and you kind of you can twist it and you can put a twist on it and you can turn it into something i'm else. twisted you're twisted <laughs> as long as you're not bitter and <laughs> no no <laughs> when you did your, colorful um, and yeah Oh, for sure. <laughs> that illusion, that optical illusion cake that you did. Oh, for the BSG stand. Yes, it's brilliant. Um, cake International. That was oh, I don't know, like five years ago. Um. Well, you're better judge than me. To, I'm guessing. Uh, it, I, mean, it's I definitely think underneath free. it says 2017. I think 1894 years. Then. That wow. wasn't a bad guess. No. <laughs> it's it looks it looks fantastic, Erica. Oh, so thank you. Um, you, you, and uh, the cookies that you've done recently. I've got to say, I am very pleased with them. They came out so much better than I thought. Yeah. And I really feel like in the last sort of, how long, hang on, what cake was it I did? And I really surprised myself. There was one um, I did. I love the I fact you still surprise yourself. No, so I've always really struggled with, mo- I haven't struggled with modelling. I've struggled to recreate things yeah to look like what they are when it comes to modeling like I could do cartoony I could make it represent it but it never really looked exactly like it and there was one cake that I did probably it was in lockdown so I don't think I've got a picture of it on here and I had to model some figures that were from small soldiers the movie right and Honestly, they came out looking exactly the same. I was like, how has this happened? <laughs> like, the last time, the last time I modelled figures, I literally had to follow a step-by-step about where to put my hands to make a nose. Where, like, I honestly don't know what happened, but something changed. And I think oh, it was, I think it was the fact that during most of the first lockdown, I didn't do any cake stuff, I didn't do any modelling, but I did a lot of art things. Yeah. And it's just kind of got me looking at things in a different way. Right. So rather than looking at a piece as a whole when I'm trying to copy it, I'll start somewhere and look at an individual piece. So I'll look at like, where are the eye sockets in the face? How far do they go in? What shape are they? 
rather yeah. than like that's where the eyes are it's yeah. kind of it's it's breaking it down into just shape or just yeah. color and forget about everything else that goes with it and I think that's really helped me yeah kind of get things look more more right because when yeah. you're trying to combine combine shape and color and texture and do all that at once it's too much it's too much yeah I think I've yeah. kind of I'm now learning to like just look at the shape without the color and the texture or just look at the yeah. texture without the color Step and the away. shape yeah and kind of break <laughs> stuff down like that and I think that makes it a lot easier to recreate for me yeah you're very you're very arty in general aren't you yeah yeah, no, and I think I that mean, helps. I do, I do yeah. think, like, it, I think inspiration is one of those things that like, you don't run out of it. The more you yes. get, the more you have. Yes. So yes. the more things you've got to draw from, the easier it's going to be to yeah. create, which is kind of why I like doing loads of different arty stuff anyway. So, But anyway, so <laughs> Erica Fernando, you are my one to watch. Ah, oh, thank you very much, Sam. That's very sweet. I'm very touched. Um, right, so I guess um, that's it for this month. Um, thank you all for listening. Again, uh, we'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review. Um, we'll list the things that we've um, mentioned in the show notes below. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, where we'll be posting pictures of stuff that we have mentioned during the episode. And we will be back on the 13th of October when we are talking about judging at sugar craft shows so we will speak to you then bye, bye.